back, everybody, to season three of The Den. It's been a long hiatus. It's Dane here. I'm not alone, though. Barrett Kassad is joining from the Carried Away podcast that's also going into probably season two soon. Yeah. Season two is in development, would you say? <laughs> yeah, something like that. School and shit's in the way. But uh, thanks again for having me back, Dan. I think the first podcast we actually did was a Game of Thrones one. Yeah, that was our... It's about, definitely our most popular episode ever, I think, was our season seven Game of Thrones. Or was it season six, even? I think we, season yeah, we, we were going into season seven. We okay, were trying yeah. to predict what was going to happen. So we had seen the Battle of the Bastards and all that by the time we did the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's the last time Barrett and I have recorded podcasts since then. But this is one of our favorite topics, for sure. Uh, as most of you will know, Game of Thrones returns April 14th. The final season, six episodes. First two episodes are under 60 minutes or pretty close. Yeah, like 58, something like that. And then the final four are a little over an hour, with the last few being about an hour and 20 minutes. It's not... It's The, the movie-length myths were exactly what they were, myths. Yeah, exactly. It, and, uh... <laughs> I've been thinking about... Do you remember that scene where the Hound is, like, with Arya, and they're kind of looking over... It's literally right before the Red Wedding's about to happen, and Rob Stark is still alive, and... Yeah. She's, like, kind of anxiously looking at them, and she constantly goes back and is, like, looking at the Frey Castle and everything, and he says, like, well, you're almost here, you know, like, you're scared. You don't know what's gonna happen, but, like, you're almost there. <laughs> That's and this is exactly how I feel now. Like, we are almost there. Yeah, it's crazy. It's been two summers since Game of Thrones left us for this break. Honestly, ever since the last episode... Of season seven, where we see the wall crumble, where we see John fuck his aunt Daenerys Targaryen. We see the ice dragon. Yeah. Since then, I've been anxiously awaiting this date, and I can't believe it's here. I'm just happy I didn't, like, die in the meantime. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. We can't die yet. No. We can't die yet. <laughs> no, I need to see this through. So, I guess to set a background for those, if you haven't listened to our first Game of Thrones podcast, I guess it's a little bit dated now. But, uh, I'm... I would say I'm more of a casual fan than you are of the show. You're def you've seen it. I've only seen it through once, maybe once and a half. I've seen a couple episodes a few times, but I'm by no means a Game of Thrones scholar or his and or historian. I'm not a Samwell Tarly by any stretch. Yeah, I've uh, I've watched it at least three times through, but some episodes, you know, four or five. Yeah, times, for sure. I, I I'm the same with that. I've repeated a couple episodes. Like I've probably seen the pilot. Five times, maybe six, maybe more. I've definitely seen the Battle of ba Battle of the Bastards four or five times for sure. Uh, season seven, I feel like I rewatched a lot just in meantime building up to this, but nowhere near as much as you. And do you find going through it again and again, it gets better? You find out more stuff. There's a lot of foreshadowing. Yeah, what do you find? I think definitely watching it through like my second time, e even the third time too, it's really enjoyable because of course you pick up on other shit you've missed, but going through the second time and just picking up on all the really little details and things like that, that you'd just be impossible to get if you're watching it through the first time. It just makes it that much more enjoyable. It's that you're true. able to put the puzzle together so fully. It's We've truly never seen... And I don't mind if you say that Game of Thrones isn't your favorite TV show of all time. It's up there for me, for sure. I'm sure it is for you. Definitely. But the writing of Game of Thrones and the way they... 
mapped everything out since season one is truly like awe-inspiring. I've never seen it done before in a show. Not only the Hodor storyline, but all the John Stark lineage storyline, all of that. It's just like all tremendous it. storytelling. That's all you can say. It, it, it really is. You took the words right out of my mouth that it makes you... It's almost like we'd forgotten how good someone could really tell a story. Yeah. And then... I never expected myself to fall in love with Game of Thrones either. No. Like, I was really against it at first. I never thought I'd enjoy it. I was never really into fantasy or Lord of the Rings For or anything sure. like I'm that. For sure. I'm about the exact same as you. It's, it's crazy. I maybe, like I said, I've watched the pilot over five times. But the first time trying to get into Game of Thrones, I had to restart the pilot like three or four times alone. Just because I would watch it, and then if you leave it be for a while, you're like, okay, I've forgotten everything. They've introduced seven families, six bastards, and three enemies in the first episode. It's over a hundred characters and shit like that. It's it's insane. It's a lot to bite off, but I guarantee you, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen Game of Thrones, that it's well worth your time to get through. I guarantee you. Like... People like Barrett and I both, we didn't enjoy it. Well, not didn't enjoy it, but we didn't think we would enjoy it. And then it will really change your mind, for sure. It does. And I think as you kind of just become more of a fan, I didn't enjoy the first season that much, like my first time through or the first no. episode. But really, now that I've, now knowing all I know, and then being able to see it and be saying that I'm a genuine fan of Game of Thrones and going back and rewatching the first episode and everything. It's beautiful. Like, it's literally beautiful. Just yeah. the storytelling, the setup, it's perfect. And I can't believe I didn't realize it at first when I yeah. first saw it. You know what I mean? For sure. It was a, I have to say, though, it was a beauty for me not having to wait week after week for majority of the show. I can imagine, I could not imagine starting this from season one, episode one, and having to wait week after week for every single episode. Yeah. So, like, in some forms, and I think for this season, not having it all available at once to binge is great, though. I love that in the past two seasons, season six and season seven, we have had to wait. The hype is built. It's honestly an event. It's an event. This is a television event. It it's is. about doing. It's going to make history. I, I can't wait, truthfully. So let's get into it. Um, Bear, why don't you just give a quick rundown of what happened in season seven? Obviously, the culmination of a lot of seasons prior to that. Uh, what are some key points, kind of? from season seven that's going to translate over into season eight okay well let's see so we can start off with like let's just kind of get out some minuscule things so jorah's saved yeah he had the grayscale samuel saved him samuel also left what was it the yeah the like the library yeah the, the citadel libra- the citadel with all the black magic books which i'm super excited for i hope yeah. we actually get to see a bunch of magic like is there any better way of talking about game of thrones storytelling than just looking at the character arc of samuel tarley like <laughs> see this is so many characters too they all have arcs is the thing let's yeah. see um there was the big thing with Euron Greyjoy. He's kind of like becoming one of the main villains yeah. and like Cersei's kind of sidekick. And he has Yara captured currently, right? Where yeah, we currently he does. stand. And then that's where we see kind of how season seven ends is where Theon Greyjoy basically says Yara was the only one that came to try to save me when I was in under yeah. Ramsay's captivity. So now I kind of have to go save her. So that's kind of like what they're doing. And Yara also formed a uh, an agreement with Danny as well. Did did she not? Yeah, basically like with the ships and everything. Yeah, too. so Yara promised Danny her fleet in exchange for Danny's uh, 
Danny's approval for her to be the Iron Queen. I yeah, believe, something right? like yeah. that. So they could have the Iron Islands yeah. together, essentially. It's I, Yara has also became one of my favorite characters. When you see her got introduced in season two, I think it is. Another good character arc that's kind of left out. We haven't seen her in the season eight trailer either. No, so we her, her, she's completely up to debate what's going on with her. I hope Theon does rescue her. I hope. Uh, yeah, I, that I would hope be Theon a, does too. He, well, he kind of like fuck. Theon's done a lot of really fucked up shit too. But at the same time, you like you almost want him to succeed just because you care about Yara so much. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like Theon or Reek was irredeemable for a while he after was. he burnt kids at the stake. When honestly, when Ramsay cut his junk off, I don't think anyone was. Losing sleep. Yeah, like, I know. But uh, it would be nice to see him avenge Yara, if nothing else. Um, other season seven storylines. So let's important. see. Um, there was the big, there was the giant battle between Daenerys and where they essentially take the gold and shit from the Lannisters. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. With, the loot train battle. That's where like you first see the big dragons and shit. And that's where Jamie and Daenerys kind of are like on the same battlefield fighting. Yeah. Jamie almost gets killed. Yeah, almost gets scorned. Almost gets killed. <laughs> saved by Braun. Yeah. And then that was actually before that happened, the Lannisters actually were able to successfully take High Garden. Yeah. Kind of using Entire that Rob yeah. Stark trick that happened in one of the earlier seasons. And then essentially the Castly Rock is now under Targaryen control. Yeah. But they didn't really mind you losing it, which was a good uh which was a good war strategy, I would say, that they sacrificed it for. Yeah, it was it was smart. It was smart. And then let's see. So John essentially was at Winterfell with Sansa, and then he leaves to go get Dragonglass, essentially. And yep. that's kind of where his paths cross with Daenerys, and she really wants him, you know, bend the knee and stuff yeah. like that. The main storyline in the early stages of Season 7, the conflict between Daenerys and Jon Snow, for yep. sure. Two egos. Definitely. <laughs> two big egos, two main characters, yeah. two just powerhouses. Two uh, family members. <laughs> yeah, and as, as we later find out, yeah. Then Gilly essentially gives that information to Sam that Rhaegar Targaryen actually got an annulment, and he was actually properly married to Lyanna, um, Lyanna Stark. It's, it, that was, I know it was theorized, I even think we theorized it in the, our last podcast, that this was... Jon Snow's uh, lineage, his parentage, was unknown, but known. You know what I mean? Like, it, we were pretty sure. We were pretty sure of it before we saw it uh, come to culmination on the screen. Yeah, there's, there's a lot to be said about Jon Snow. There's, it's, and obviously, to kind of wrap up our Season 7 quick recap, Jon Snow goes north, oh, goes wow. past the wall to co- try to collect a White Walker to present... To Cersei to say that this is the real threat, and he somewhat succeeds. I guess he does get a White Walker. Yeah, he does. He does get a White Walker, but it kind of just goes to show you how crazy Cersei actually kind of is. Mm-hmm. That she's, Cersei's possessed. She has nothing to lose now, so she's gonna she's gonna take the throne any way she can, or she's gonna maintain the throne any way she can. She's just blinded by power, and I think I think that's a good way of describing her. That you know, what else does she have to lose? Another, but she is pregnant, right? Yeah, or apparently, allegedly, she's allegedly. told Jamie. Yeah, 
The Tyrion as, knows too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. As we as we're doing this podcast, we do have season seven playing on the screen. Another major plot point that speculation going into season eight might not be a plot point at all. Uh, Lord Baelish, little that meddling mother. <laughs> he bites it apparently. Yeah, it's, I, was, I was gonna ask you. Do you think we're gonna see him in the next season? I don't know. I. Uh, when I saw this, obviously this is it's not a relatively new theory, I would say, but it's gaining steam going into season eight. That how could Peter Baelish be this dumb? And since he's so conniving, how did he not see this coming before his demise? He was getting his fingers in way too many pots, trying to split up the Starks. So I guess moving into season eight, in season seven, Arya cuts Peter Baelish's throat, little finger, with the same blade that. Tried to assassinate Bran Stark. Yeah. And we think that's it for him. But, as many clever Game of Thrones fans will know, he's extremely smart, has good knowledge of the faceless god, or many-faced god. Yeah. A lot of people are speculating that that wasn't Peter Baelish you saw die, but instead somebody taking his face, essentially. Is that the, is that the crux of the theory? I haven't, I haven't really heard that theory my, what I think is going to happen, we are going to see Littlefinger in Season 8, but it's going to be Arya portraying Littlefinger. That would be nice. I, I think I think that's probably what's going to happen. If we see Littlefinger, that's what, if I had to bet, it'd be because of that. Yeah, I, I, I wish I had it in front of me. I don't. I think the main uh, kind of piece uh, between, or that the main evidence that Peter Baelish did not die this day in Winterfell... Was his knowledge of the faceless, faceless, is it the faceless men? Yeah. Yeah, that Arya Stark was a part of, many-faced god. I, it wouldn't surprise me if he's alive. It'd be so annoying, but I could totally see it. I don't know if we're done with him yet. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, like I said, I think the only way we're really going to see him is if Arya's portraying him somehow. Maybe to try and get to Cersei, who knows? I don't know. But, I think it's kind of important to add that... Arya mentioned no one is going to be happy with the ending of season eight. Like Maisie Williams, like the actor? Yeah. yeah. That, so, I think this also could be portrayed kind of as like a trick question or a riddle because if anyone's watched it, they would know that she's often referred to as no one. Mm-hmm. And then in this training... Like, she is, that's literally what she's doing, is to become no one. Yeah. So when she says no one will be happy with this ending in season... <sighs> oh, Do you think it's actually, she's talking like, I'm... I won't be... Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm getting cut? That could be, for sure. It's so awesome, and we've really... We've never had a show that's been this prominent during the social media era is Game of Thrones. So, maybe if we had these theories for shows in the 90s and early 2000s, it would be as crazy of a craze as Game of Thrones is now, but it adds to it just so much. It really does. Reddit and things like that, YouTube videos. And then there's, like, I still haven't really read the books and shit, too, and there's a bunch missing, and the books aren't even completed, so do with that what you will. But I think when Arya says no one will be happy... I think that means she's going to survive. It could be. You I think Arya will survive? I can't see Arya dying. Wow. I think she might have the best chance of dying of all Starks. Really? So, just to kind of... I just did a quick Google search while you are explaining there. And I'll just take it from uh, an article. 
digitalspy.com, no copyright. Uh, and this is kind of the crux of the Littlefinger theory. So it says, A little finger is seen talking to a young girl who whispers to him, Your time is up. Then he hands her something, something that looks a lot like an iron coin, i.e. the currency of the faceless man. Indeed, Littlefinger is constantly referred to as the master of coin, which would have a delicious irony if this theory turns out to be true. It'll be ironic because the theory posits that this scene is the last time we see the true Littlefinger, and from this point on he's been replaced by a faceless man. It makes sense on a rewatch. Littlefinger seems off after episode 5, like he's not quite himself. Baelish is always in control and calculating, even when he's facing death. For some reason, that changes at the end of season 7. He doesn't beg for his life when Ned's strangling him in season 1. He doesn't try to bargain when Cersei orders him to cut his throat in season 2. And, tellingly, when Sansa threatens to order Brienne to cut him down in season 6, he calmly says, he calmly says this, You want me to beg for my life. If that's what you want, I will. Whatever you ask that is in my power, I will do. Um... I think that's essentially the crux the crux of the theory. It would be would you say you'd be a little disappointed if you found out that he was replaced by a faceless man or would it be a pleasant surprise for you? I feel like it'd be crazy honestly. It'd actually be crazy that I I feel like I I would kind of be disappointed cuz I when I look at him I think he's dead. Mm-hmm. I think he's dead and I think the only real way he's going to come back is if Arya or something has something to do with it. Yeah, it would be it would be interesting for sure. I was reading a little lot more into this article. Littlefinger shares a lot of qualities with the faceless men. With the faceless men, he has bravosi blood. He's a no one. Um, in the early seasons, people constantly discuss how he built himself from nothing, even creating his own sigil, the Mockingbird, a bird that has the ability to mimic other bird songs and sounds nearby so precisely they can trick listeners into thinking they're the originators or the originators, much like the faceless man. And he loves playing and discussing games, much like Jack and Hagar. Also a great character who I hope we see again. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely hope. We can't... He has to be in at least some spot. But... I'm also not sure where Littlefinger, where he would have his power come from. Because remember when, in the end, he's pleading for his life, and then he basically tells like one of the commanders of the Lords of the Vale, like, okay, take me home. And he basically says, like, yeah, fuck no, we're not going to do yeah. it. And that, like, essentially seals his fate yeah. right there. I, I, I think for complication reasons, Baelish... A lot of people, though, thought in going into Season 7 that Baelish could maybe trick himself into the throne. Like, just put himself into the conversation and get there. I don't want Littlefinger to end up on the throne. And I hope he's dead, personally, to wrap it up. Yeah, uh, same. For sure. I hope so, too. So let's move on to Season 8. It's almost here. That's what people are tuning in to hear. They don't want to tune in to hear us discuss Season 7 that's two years old at this point. Let's start it off with, who do you think will end up on the Iron Throne? God, that's a tough fucking question. Or should we end with that? <laughs> we might be able to end with that if that, you want to. That's if you need, a tough fucking question. Do you need the question. podcast to think about it? I think the obvious, like, the obvious answer, the obvious choice might be John. Yeah. I think that some people think. But it's almost like if anything is with Game of Thrones, it's never the obvious. And I think that's kind of what even like the producers and shit have been saying that it's going to be kind of something unexpected. Yeah. I've heard a lot of theory that somehow Gendry's just going to wind up on the throne or something like that. I've heard. Well, he is a pretty strong claim. As for people who don't know, 
he's Robert Baratheon's bastard son. The whole entire Baratheon house was originally helmed by a bastard. So they're saying, there's president for this, that yeah. he could take the throne. Have I you... think this would be a letdown, though, truthfully. I don't think Gendry has a chance. I think that if you're a betting man betting on Gendry just because of his claim, you're foolish. Yeah, it's. I, I'm not sure if I'd put money down on it. But speaking of Gendry, did you ever hear about the theory that he's a, he is actually one of Sansa's son, or uh, Cersei's sons? No. Because Please elaborate. Cersei was talking in season one to Lady Stark about her babies, and she said that she lost her first one, and that he had black hair and something else. But she, oh. she mentions that he had black hair and that she was absolutely in love with him, and then... So was he Baratheon's? Was that a real child from that yeah, marriage? So yeah, that, that, that's what they believe, because when there was... When Ned Stark was going through, like, the genealogy book or something like that, all the Baratheon boys had hair black. Yeah, I remember that from season one. And then, obviously, Joffrey comes along. And so, yeah, the, there was... Uh, we don't know enough, and honestly, we're probably never going to know, but there is, like, that weird coincidental bullshit that Game of Thrones does so much that... <laughs> that it actually could be, like, his actual son. Cersei it, could be his mom. That would be a plot point that I think would be would actually legit catch me by surprise. And it's crazy to say things are going to catch you by surprise in Game of Thrones when I swear I've read every single theory that's out there, or at least every somewhat realistic one, for sure. Um... As far as the Iron Throne prediction, I'll leave it till the end of the podcast. I've already shared it with you off the air. And it's... Uh, I'm sorry for the spoilers, but it's not anything groundbreaking, I don't think. I think I'm, I might go chalk with it. But um, we can get into other aspects of Season 7. You said you wanted to really share a theory that you've been listening to. and Okay, so there's... Um... Melisandre, like the woman in red, she like first mentions the like this guy called Azor Ahai, and he's essentially like going to be the chosen one. Originally, she thought it was going to be Stannis Baratheon because of like his line to the throne and everything like that. Here he is in power; that he's he's essentially going to be the one. And then there's also you know theories that. It's Danny. A lot of people think that um, there was something about the prince that was promised, but apparently in like Old Valyrian or something like that, that they talk about this in season seven. It's just a second. Like if you blink, you miss it kind of a thing that prince and Valyrian or something like that actually doesn't have a gender. So okay. they believe that it could be either prince or, or princess. princess. That's promised. So alluding to maybe Danny or John. Uh, alluding to maybe Danny or John, exactly. But I kind of think, just like how Game of Thrones kind of does with this red herring shit, where they think, oh, where you think it's obvious someone's something, and then it turns out that's not true. I think it's kind of obvious that it's trying to be either Jamie or, or I mean, John or Danny. Yeah. But I really think that. It might be Jamie. And I think after looking kind of more into the theories of it and shit, there's like some of it that holds water and is actually kind of shocking. And then knowing just the the how Game of Thrones is, that it wouldn't surprise mm. you 
if it turns out the way it was. And yeah. So Jamie's arc is insane too. Like as we were talking about character arcs, maybe the best on the entire show. If you didn't hate Jamie after season one, episode one, when he slugs Bran out that window, you probably don't have a heart at it, all. Exactly. Exactly. And now through the through his tribulations, he loses a hand. His sister kills. Essentially puts one of the kids out a window yeah. <laughs> indirectly. The amount of pain that uh, Cersei's put him through, you start to sympathize with him a bit. And that shift is so crazy that Game of Thrones can allow you to do that. He was ready to chop Ned Stark's head off in the first season. And that was my favorite character. Probably most people's favorite character. Because yeah, exactly. he was so honorable. And Jamie was so dishonorable. But no, I, I, Jamie's one of my top three favorite characters now. But and, continue on. And that's one of the crazy things about it, though. And that's one of the things that I love so much about Game of Thrones is that they made me genuinely hate Jamie. Yeah. And I was so pissed off when um, Lady Stark sets him go and shit with Brienne and stuff like that. And I just genuinely felt like she just she betrayed Rob entirely. And I wanted Jamie so badly to die. Yeah. But. Like, I'll stand here today and say that he's he's one of my favorite characters, and I'd probably, if he died, I'd be so fucking sad. Yeah. Like, I'd actually, I'd probably cry and you th- I, when I, Jamie dies. If Jamie, if this theory isn't true, and I'd say the odds are, it, it might be true, but, like, the betting favorite would say it's not. Oh, yeah. I don't see Jamie surviving the season, do you? Let, let, let me, let <laughs> me go, okay, let me yeah, go, go into the theory. It. So, um, a lot of people... It's it's kind of off topic, but it's it's important to know that George R. R. Martin took a lot of things from like Nordic and North mytho- Norse mythology and interp- and put it into Game of Thrones in a way. And so if you know North mythology, you'd know that there is this guy named Tyr, and he's basically like known as the Shining and stuff like that, and that he's the one that is like a major part of Ragnarok, and it also just so happens that he's one-handed as well. So essentially, Tyr stood up to this great beast called Fenrir, and Fenrir was later chained to the earth because it was feared that he would be the one that would usher in the apocalypse. And out of this rage, because Fenrir couldn't break free, he ended up biting off Tyr's hand. And essentially, this kept Tyr and Fenrir... Fenrir together until the end of Ragnarok because he was basically holding on to his hand, right? So Tyr's destiny was to defeat this guard dog of hell, but it was also to be defeated by it. However, there are versions of Ragnarok where Tyr goes unmentioned unless someone believes that he is, quote-unquote, the Mighty One. So essentially, like, in spoken English, basically to say... Essentially, he's completely left out of Ragnarok, that no one mentions him at all in it, okay? But there's also a lot of parts where he had this huge part and that he's, like, believed to have ended Ragnarok, right? So, there are ties between Jaime and Tyr that they both lost their sword hands, which is what a lot of people think defining them. Now, taking this back to Game of Thrones... That some believe Tyr bounding himself to Fenrir is similar to Jamie bounding himself to Bran when he pushed him out the window. Oh, so yeah. when he pushed Bran out the window, that was basically sealing Bran's fate. Right? That he after he pushed him out the window, he was never going to be the same. 
So it's possible to compare Bran to Frenier because Bran is essentially chained to the ground. He cannot walk or become a knight like he wanted, just like how the beast is, right? Yeah. So the story of Ragnarok is a story of birth, life, death, and rebirth, which is very similar to the Azor High prophecy. And a lot of people, that's why a lot of people think it's Jon Snow because he was the one that lived died. and died and then he came back to life and now he's this different person, right? But let me continue. The, the Azor High prophecy, which is that Azor High will be reborn again as the champion sent by the Lord of Light. It is said that there, that there will come a day when the stars bleed and the cold breath of darkness falls heavy on the world. In this dark hour, a warrior shall, a warrior shall draw from the fire a burning sword that sword will be the light bringer, and who clasps that short sword shall be Azor High. So kind of going back into what I just said about the stars bleeding and the darkness falls heavy on the world. So right now, the army of the dead is essentially marching on Winterfell. Yep. Like, that's the darkness. And remember that comet that they see up in the sky that has, like, that really red kind of, like, trail to it? I'm not sure if you can remember it. So no. It's, it's pretty easy to miss. But that kind of like leads into the stars are bleeding kind of a thing, yeah. right? So going into like the theory of Azor Ahai actually and how he made this sword called Lightbringer. So first off, he crafts this sword over 30 days and 30 nights. And he essentially puts it in water to tr- kind of treat the sword. And when he puts it in water, the sword breaks. Because Azor Ahai isn't one to give up, he says, okay, fuck it, I'm going to make the sword again. This time, he does it for 50 days and 50 nights. And then in the end, when he's getting ready to treat the sword, he puts it into the heart of a lion. Again, it fucks up, the sword breaks, right? So, because the darkness is coming and he feels this responsibility that I'm the one, you know, I'm the light bringer, I'm the chosen one. He says, fuck it, I'm going to make the sword again. This time, he does it over 100 days and 100 nights. And stabs it into the sword of a lion may have a relation to the sigil of House Lannister. <laughs> yeah, so the, the lion is kind of a relation to the sigil. But the important part is, after 100 days and 100 nights, Azor Ahai takes the sword and he stabs it through the heart of his wife, this girl that he genuinely loved. And... It's believed that her soul combined with the steel, and thus that's what created Lightbringer. I know it's I, I know it's crazy shit, but um, it is crazy shit. You also we also should go back to like Jamie in himself and like one of his first titles of like him being Kingslayer and shit. And do you remember the scene where? It's in, it's, yeah, it's in Harrenhal, where him and Brienne are, like... In the tub? Yeah, in the tubs, and he's basically, like, he's lost his arm, he looks like shit, and he's crying, and he's basically saying, like, you know, what I did, would Honorable Ned Stark have kept his honor so that this mad king would still live, Mm -hmm. but in turn, he'd literally burn alive all these women, men, and children, you know? Would would Ned Stark have kept his honor then to not have the title of the Kingslayer? So it's kind of like these sacrifices and stuff like that that he made 
without anyone else necessarily knowing and knowing that he would be immensely ridiculed and hated by so many people just so that he could save literally all those people that hate him. So some say that when the sword was plunged into the heart of the lion, it's representing the downfall of the Lannister family. So like the death of Tywin and Jaime releasing Tyrion from the prison who actually... Like, going back to sacrifice and everything, too. Jamie released Tyrion. And then because of that release, Tyrion goes on to kill Tywin. Yeah. So it's like, which is what the Cersei... parallels are uncanny. Cersei basically yeah. blames Jamie. Like, you're the reason our father's dead. But when you look into the actual meanings of the name Tyrion and Tywin, they hold similarities to Tyr and, like, North yep. mythology. So, the Ion in Tyrion means the path to or movement, and the win from Tywin. Tywin means labor, resist, suffer, and struggle. So, basically, releasing Tyrion was the move to... Like, essentially going to the path to a new life, a new destiny in a way like that. And that going on that path, it's going to come up with labor. There's going to be things you have to resist. There's things you're going to suffer from. And there's things you're going to struggle with. So Tywin's death, for instance, made Jamie suffer. Jamie resisted the urge to go to Castle Rock. Remember when he had that opportunity? Yeah, I do. But he wanted to stay as a member of the King's Guard. Yeah. So he basically suffered and struggled with that and be kept and kept being called the Kingslayer just so that he could be essentially with Cersei. Which leads us into the Azor High's final stage of the rever of the Rebirth. rebirth and the Valenquar prophecy. In the Winds of Winter episode, Jamie saw that Cersei Jamie saw what Cersei did to King's Landing using wildfire. And you gotta think, that's what he saw there. He literally prevented the Mad King from doing almost in a way. Yeah. Like, sure, she didn't blow up all of King's Landing and shit like that, like how the Mad King was originally gonna do, to do if it, he yeah. got his way. But this is like, that was kind of this moment where he's like, holy fucking shit, like, I might actually have to kill her. And that's, like, kind of one of those things that I'm bringing back to to sacrifice and stuff like that. So, to talk about the Valenquar prophecy, that's essentially the witch prophecy is what I'm telling you about with Cersei and everything, how she was going to lose her kids. Yeah. Well, the Valenquar actually translates to little brother in high valyrian yeah and so a lot of people think Tyrion. a lot of people think yeah it was that was what Tyrion thinks and that's er cersei believes it's going to be Tyrion, but because jamie and cersei are twins jamie was actually born like a couple minutes after after um cersei making him technically like the little brother yeah so now, Jamie has loved Cersei all of his life. There's no question about it. So some believe that she will be Jamie's Nisa Nisa. And so what the Nisa Nisa is, is that was Azor Ahai's wife. That was the one who he stabbed the sword through her chest in order to basically have her soul become with the sword in order to create Lightbringer. So 
that's going to be Jamie's niece and Nisa completing the prophecy to bring light, light bringer. Now, some believe it'll be Widow's Whale that will become light bringer, or it could actually be Jamie's hand. Because the words for golden hand are actually Axio and Anios, and the Valyrian words for the Lord of Light are Axio and Anios, making Jamie the Lord of Light. Jeez. Now when we took oh now when we look over Jamie's story, we can see that there is a lot of sacrifice. He sacrificed his honor to kill the mad king. He suffered and struggled through the deaths of the family members, yet here he is willing to do the right thing over and over again, despite his screw ups along the way, pushing Bran out the window, this, that, and the other thing. But those are all that's all a part of the song of an ice and fire that there's, it's going to be really cyclical where there's going to be ups and downs and all these crazy twists and turns. Death, yeah. So once the Clegane bull happens and if. The, if, if it happens and the mountain is finally taken care of, people believe this is when Jamie will kill Cersei and he's probably going to strangle her to death. And, Around this time when he's strangling her to death, the army of the dead will literally be crawling all over King's Landing. And that's how Jamie will become Lightbringer, by doing the exact same thing he tried to prevent in the first place. He's going to ignite the wildfire beneath the Red Keep. Fuck yes. That's now, what we need to happen, truthfully. Now, now when Bran... When Bran is getting overrun by White Walkers north of the Wall, and he's seeing all these um, visions, to give more background on what I'm talking about. Excuse the sound, by the way. <laughs> remember when he's, um... Bran is learning how to become the the Three-Eyed Raven. Yeah. And remember, this is like when Hodor, Hodor. and everything... Yeah. Hodor holds the door? Yeah, I Yeah, exactly. That. So, remember, Bran is still in that trance, and he's, like, essentially seeing all this information and this vision, all while Hodor is trying to get him to safety and everything. One of the things Bran sees is Jaime sitting on the throne and wildfire consuming the Red Keep. Now, I believe personally that Jaime is going to set off this bomb, destroying the Red Keep, and in that dark winter sky is going to be in a moment of intense brightness. And that's where the thing Lightbringer is going to come from. Fuck. Now, yes. he will sacrifice his own life and cripple the Night King's ability to be able to revive his army of the undead. Which is going to open up the door of opportunity for John and Bran to make their move on the Night King. That would be pretty sick. Now, remember how I told you about the endings of Tyr not being mentioned in Ragnarok? Yeah. Now, this kind of goes back to, like, typical Game of Thrones and shit. Now, do you remember in, like, one of the first seasons, there's, like, this... It's called, like, the White Book or something like that, and it's essentially this book of history of all the King's Guard before them. So yeah. there's, like, Duncan the yeah. Tall, and then Jamie Lannister's page is in there, but it's, like, blank. Yeah. It's blank. So this leads back to the white book that talks about all the Kingsguard histories and how Jamie's page is blank and why it made Jamie upset because he knew in his heart he committed that selfless act to, to kill the Mad King and save all those people, yet the page is going to be left blank. And no one's going to know that, that why he did it, why he killed the Mad King to become the Kingslayer yeah. was to save all those people. Literally an act of total selflessness. 
So I think it's going. <laughs> I think after if the Clegane Bull happens, Jamie will tell whoever's there, Arya the Hound, that to leave for safety. And as they're leaving, he will kill Cersei. But the sad fact of the matter is, no one is going to know that he is the one that ignited the bomb to give Jon and Bran the time they needed to deal with the Night King being overrun. And that's the bittersweet ending, is that no one is going to understand the sacrifices that Jaime made. And once it's all said and done, and Bran dies... Either Sam, Brienne, or Tyrion will go back and they will write in the white book and they will tell the tale of Jamie's greatness. And after all the sacrifice, just maybe the wheel will finally be broken and be able to restart again, telling the song of ice and fire and the tale of Ragnarok, birth, life, death, and rebirth. <laughs> But isn't that so? That's, that's like steep. that's like the bittersweet thing. That's an unreal theory, though. If that deems true, for sure. But wouldn't that be bittersweet for Jamie to make the sacrifice and then no one's gonna know he did it until the book? Until they write the book. But yeah, but that that that's another thing is what if the book doesn't even make, happen? Make though? it, yeah. So we're going to know. We're going to know that because of Jamie's sacrifice, because of what he did, being the Lord of Light and Light Bringer. He's going to make, like, he's going to give John the opportunity to have this greatness and everything. And John's going to soak up the greatness. But we're, no, everyone's going to forget the sacrifice that, the sacrifice that Jamie that would be made. So, that would be a perfect ending to his arc, though. I would be satisfied. I would be extremely, if that all comes to fruition, I'd be extremely satisfied. And extremely. the crazy thing is, though, is that's what he was trying to prevent in, in the, the beginning, place, killing, killing Mad yeah. King. And now that's, like, what he has to do, in a sense, in order to give them this advantage. And no one's going to know. Wow. Just, just like the Kingslayer. No one, no one knows what he did yeah, because they just only, call him the Kingslayer. Only Brienne and only, yeah. Uh, wow. If that does come to fruition, I would, be, I would be incredibly, incredibly impressed. Dude, I think that's a fucking story, man. Yeah, it would be sick. That would be... Oh man, it's 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 deep. It is, oh. and it's just just like with the tear in Ragnarok too. That a lot of people forgot about him, and that it was left unknown. That mm -hmm. it's going to be the same thing. So, is that what you truly think will happen, or is that do you feel like that's more of a hope? I I, I want that to happen so bad. Yeah, because I I feel like. From the very beginning, we were portrayed to see Jamie as this just awful, awful person, and that it's just going to entirely turn, just entirely turn face on it all. And then we're going to see, like, wow, that he's the reason why we might actually survive, survive the yeah. long night in the first place, and no one's going to know about it. That would be, an, I would, I would really enjoy that. And one thing we've talked about off air is no matter how they end this, if they end that with Jamie being the bringer of light, if he does truly make that selfless sacrifice, people are going to be disappointed at this finale. There's no, there's no way they're not. It's going to happen. There's not a single... With the exception of Six Feet Under, in like, literally only that one, that's the only finale I can think of where people are like, oh, that's actually really good. HBO doesn't have the best track record of Unreal finales. But then again, HBO has never seen a show like Game of Thrones before. I, so, I, I agree, absolutely. 
It's 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 gonna be whatever happens. As you can tell with maybe the excitement in Barrett and I's voice, these next seven or six weeks is it? How Some, many episodes? Something like that. It's six or seven. Time. This is gonna be the craziest thing you have. Li- if you're a Game of Thrones fan, this is it. This is <laughs> this, is, this, this is, it. is it. It's like when you're at a concert. And the band, at the end of season seven, is when the band goes off the stage. And then the moment we're at right now is when people are stamping for an encore. <laughs> yeah. And this is it. We're going to get it. We're going to fucking get it all right. It's like, right now, the moment being two days before the f- beginning of the final series, is you hear the acoustics start to pick up again in the, in the concert hall. You hear the crowd getting louder. And... Game of Thrones is coming back to the stage. This is it. It is. This is it. It is This it. is the roll call. All these careers, I guarantee, Sophie Turner, Macy Williams, Kit Harrington, uh, Amelia Clark, all of them, uh, what's his name, Castor Laudu, or Nikolai Castor Waldu, yeah. or Jamie. This is their moment. And I think, I think de- the developers, uh, D.B. Benioff and somebody else, yeah. somebody like that, or the writers... I think they heard the kind of the mixed reaction of last season, and I guarantee you this is going to be some crazy fucking shit that's about to oh, go down. Yeah, I, I believe so too. So, is, oh, sorry, go on. With Game of Thrones, there's so much foreshadowing and shit too, and it's just like I believed Ramsey when he said, "If you think this has a happy ending, that you haven't been paying attention." And, and oh, sorry, go on. I think to some point. We will get, I don't know, some sort of fruitful, quote-unquote, happy ending. But it, it's going to be very bittersweet. And I have a feeling it's <laughs> it's going to be a lot more bitter than it will be sweet. Uh-huh. Uh, to go on that, I want to read two things. One I'm searching for and one I already have. I'll read the one I already have. Speaking of that foreshadowing, a barrack line that is being used a lot in speculation of season eight is in the episode Beyond the Wall, Season 7. Beric says to Jon Snow, Death is the enemy, the first enemy and the last. The enemy always wins, and we still need to fight him. That leads into my theory that I don't think Jon Snow survives. I don't think Daenerys survives. I don't think 90% of these characters survive. This is not going to be... If you're preparing for... Hey, Jon Snow and Amelia and uh, Daenerys Targaryen are gonna rule the throne together and rule the kingdoms. You're for in the rest for a rude time. awakening. Yeah, good luck. And another thing I want to find, if you'd like to, if you'd like to share your thoughts on the finale, is um, there was recently an interview with. Let me find it here. There's recently an interview with those uh, Benioff and um, Wise. Yeah, like and I just need to find what they said. This won't take long. Hold on. To that, I'll say, what about the Ironborn and shit that have been saying what is dead may never die? And that Jon Snow was, in fact, at one time dead, and Beric Dardarian at one time was dead, and they are brought back. Of course, now, Beric Dardarian, he lost the guy that brings him back. I forget his name. Yeah. So, I, 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 I think Beric Dardarian is definitely dead, but, um, but I don't know. We, we've been hearing so much shit, and a lot of it, a lot of it really doesn't go together, that, mm. 
if if they all die, but then, you know, since the very beginning, we've been hearing the Ironborn say, what is dead may never die. It kind of makes, you don't know what's really relevant, what's important to pay attention to, and what's not. There's, yeah, there's, like, even the one we were talking about in season one, where the, per- when Bran Stark, he's not yet, obviously, the Three-Eyed Raven, and still on his deathbed, or what, his bed, he was bedridden. When, uh, who was it who was telling him that the whole entire world exists inside the blue-eyed dragon oh, or yeah, something? Oh, yeah, it was like the old man, the eye of the blue-eyed giant. Yeah. That this is it. Uh, okay, where can I find this? I'm, I'm, I really need to find this, because... Okay. So, this was an interview done with David and Dan. David, Dan Benioff and David. I, f- I forget. It's disrespectful to not know their names after what they've given to me, but still. Um... It says what David in an interview says, we're so used to the standard formula of bad guys dying and good guys living, dot, dot, dot. What David and Dan have done with all this is beautiful, painful, and lovely. It takes this show somewhere that's dangerous and contemporary with what's going on in the world. That's what some people said about the finale. Wow. So we're going to see some dark shit. But one thing you can bet on is even if they don't live, even if no one lives, even if everyone gets wiped out, I, it can still be a satisfying finale, for sure. I won't... If that's the ending of their story, so be it. And George, and also, if you don't like it, George R.R. R. Martin might get the books out before he dies. It's true. So you got a second chance. You got a half-life. It's, it's also one of those things where... Who you want to survive may not always survive. So yeah. it's like... When has that ever happened in Game of Thrones? Uh, Ned Stark should be ruling the Iron seriously, Throne. Seriously, seriously. But I, I'm not going to be surprised if Cersei makes it out alive, or I'm not going to be surprised if I would Theon be, Greyjoy makes I would, it. I'd be very surprised if Cersei makes it out alive. Well, I think, I think she's going to die. I think she's going to die from that. But you know what I mean? Like... It's just that typical Game of Thrones way where we don't always get what we want and yeah. goodness does not always prevail. It's true. It's And I think even though, like, Theon is such a great example of this because I almost feel like he deserves to die at the end of all of this. Like, yeah. he, he needs to die. Theon? Yeah. yeah. I think so, too. I think he's a good bet. But there's, like... At the same time, it's not going to surprise me if he lives. No, for sure. You know, just like that, it, it, the you, worm. We literally, it's so awesome we've had no leaks, or no, like, confirmed leaks, and I hope this season gets through without any confirmed leaks. Me too. Because I would ex- I would really like to see. I hope uh, there's no hacking and shit. Yeah, like last year. Episodes. Yeah. Um, so with that, talking about deaths and stuff, let's get into this. There's a Game of Thrones, you can probably find it online, that's what I did. Basically... It's every significant character remaining in the show and a couple of other bonus questions. And you either have a choice of marking them alive or dead or becomes a White Walker. We're going to fill this out, post it online, and see whoever's more accurate with your thing. Does that sound good? Sounds great. So we'll run through it. First character, it goes in order of kind of, of importance, I think. So uh, let me sign off on this. Dane, what's the date? April 12th. 2019. All right, it's in here. It's we're recording this podcast on April 12th, two days before. Just so you know, it's gonna be out before the first episode, so people are gonna know we're not bullshitting. But let's start. So, Jon Snow, in your words, alive, dead, or becomes a White Walker. I do not think you will become a White Walker. I think you could rule that out. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna become a White Walker. If he dies, it's in 
If he dies, so do the White Walkers, in my opinion. That's why he won't become that. And if your Jamie theory, theory holds any uh, water, that then there's no way. I'm saying I'm going with dead. Like, and I really don't want him to die, but I think kind of going off the Jamie theory that it's also, it also could happen that it's perfectly plausible that Jamie could light the red keep on fire and cause this explosion and give them just that glimpse of opportunity, that glimpse of hope that they so desperately need. And then they still lose. Yeah. They still lose. And And another, oh, sorry, go on. And then, you know, and then at that, at that point, yeah, he is dead, but fuck it. I'm going to say, I'm going to say he's going to live. You're an optimist. I see. Another thing too, that I've told Barrett is the guy, there's been a lot of hype about how this season is going to have the longest battle scene in the history of cinema, all that. The battle of Winterfell. And what I was telling Barrett is the guy who directs this battle is only directing episodes uh, two and four, I think, or two. So... We're not getting this Battle of Winterfell in episode six. Yeah. Or the finale. It's gonna happen early. It's earlier. So that's something to look forward to. I think Jon Snow but like I don't see Jon Snow dying in episode four. No. Or like so that's that's one thing that might lead you some credence. Uh the theory I was kind of explaining to you before is yeah, maybe the batter, Battle of Winterfell does happen and we lose a lot of important people, but we also have people who retreat to King's Landing where that's when shit will really go down, when the White Walkers meet at King's Landing. Because I think that's inevitable. I think Winterfell is fucked. Like, if there was a death for Winterfell on here, uh, that would be your safest bet. There's no way Winterfell survives this season. Zero. The yeah, Crips if, are fucked. Everyone's fu- everyone will be forgotten. I think Winterfell, it, it's probably going to perish. It's like, it's one of those last stand spots, but it's not entirely the last stand. Like, the last stand completely on that continent is the Red Keep, yeah. of course. But this is going to be, like, this is probably where they get fucking punched in the face really hard and, like, almost get knocked yeah, out. Yeah. And then a bunch of them have They're to, like, staggering. rush through some yeah. secret tunnel. And then they all run. Uh, side note before we move on with this death character death list. Uh, are there dragon eggs in the beneath Winterfell? That's, Th- that's a theory. That's such a crazy theory. I'll run through it for those then who don't know. There's an ice dragon underneath it. Yeah. I'll run through the theory for those of you who don't know. So, there's a rumor in Westeros that there are dragons beneath Winterfell. One of the many revelations from the World of Ice and Fire mega book was that a dwarf fool who served the Targaryen dynasty named Mushroom claimed the dragon Vermax laid eggs in Winterfell's crypts. When might this dragon even have had the time to do so? When Prince Jacaris Valerion was treating was treating with Craig and Stark to form the Pact of Ice and Fire. That's right. During the Dance of Dragon Dragons, Queen Rhaenyra formed an alliance with House Stark. Foreshadowing much? No one believed Mushroom's tale about the dragon eggs beneath Winterfell because people didn't think he was very smart. On the other hand, the people who did talk that did talk to him tended to be more loose tongued because of his perceived lack of intelligence. So it is possible there are actually a clutch of eggs beneath Winterfell. The great thing about this world George R. R. Martin has developed is that there's no omniscient overseer. We only know as much as the characters. That would be fucking insane if that dragon comes that, out and helps. That would be that that would be fucking crazy. And that would catch everyone by surprise if this theory holds water. Another thing too is because there was a time where Tyrion was foreshadowing early on in the season that some believe that dragons were actually smarter than humans. And we kind of see that in the last season where John actually is able to like actually come in contact with Drogon and things like that, that 
the dragon knew who John was, that he knew he was a Targaryen before John himself even knew he was a Targaryen. For sure. That dragon went up to Jon Snow, right up to his face, and then was like, hmm. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> so, just because the ice dragon is now under the control of the White Walkers is... You know, you got to think the White Walker has a powerful, has a very powerful magic too. But you also got to think that it, the dragon itself is also a thing of magic and is also very, very powerful. That literally brought the entire world and all the kingdoms on it to heal. You know, yeah. Literally, from the words of the characters themselves. So, is it at all possible that even though the Night King has this dragon, that when it sees John or something like that, that it oh. <laughs> <laughs> that he might actually have the ice dragon. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the, it's so awesome because the possibilities are endless. Seriously. So and sweet. that's one of the great things is we just, we don't know. No, we, we have no don't idea. know. Um, okay, let's move on in our death pool. Sansa Stark. I, 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 I want her to die. I'm, I'm going to say she, uh, yeah, I'm going to say she dies. She is a popular pick to end up on the throne. She has same characteristics as Daenerys, she has stark blood, so maybe a little more honorable. But I don't like her either, so I'm going to say she dies. I think, yeah, well, and she's less crazy, and I think she'd probably, I don't, I don't know, maybe make a better ruler than da Daenerys. It's debatable. But I think there's a lot of shit in the first season, in the first couple episodes, that are really going to kind of portray how the ending is. Mm -hmm. And one of the things is, is there's a very clear line where Sansa says to her mother... Like, being queen is all I've ever wanted. I remember that, yeah. And is, you know, like, that That could very well happen, but she is kind of, like, one of the more boring of the Starks. Yeah, I would not like... I think Sansa croaks. I think this is... She'll be hard to kill, because I, I... Even trying now, I can't envision a scenario where she dies. Yeah, it's going to be hard. But like, still, the entire place I'm is saying she dies. What about you? <sighs> I have a feeling that she's going to live, but... Say it. It's accuracy is what's important. All right. Okay. So, so far, we're completely opposite. Next up, we have Arya Stark. I think this one, uh, contrary to you, I think this one's a lock. I think she's done. Did you hear um, George R. R. Martin, like, released a final draft, or, like, a final rough draft? Of the original? Of the original. And she falls in love with Jon Snow. Did you hear that? That was his original idea. Really? Yeah. But go on. I, I just know was... that she that she sur she survives, and then essentially George R. R. Martin's wife's favorite character is Arya, so he said he'd be in trouble if she were to ever die. Do you think? But this isn't George R. R.'s show anymore. He is. I don't think he has any input on this season. He he can watch it, but I don't think it's he can write the books if he wants a different ending. And I think it's a fair bet to say that the ending of the books will not be the ending of the show. And when do we get, when do we ever get a scenario though? This is honestly unprecedented where we're going to have the shows fit. Like imagine just say Harry Potter, all those movies were based off the books. Mm -hmm. This is the first time ever we might have books based off of TV show. Yeah. You know what I mean? That will go different. Like it's, it's weird that we're having a medium reversal, but I'm going to say Arya survives. Wow. Okay. So we're completely opposite through three. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Bran Stark. Ah, uh, dead. Okay, yeah, we're still opposite. You think Bran's gonna survive? 
What do you think about this theory about Bran being the Night King? I I'm, I can't lie. I know it's one of the most popular theories now. When yeah. we were talking about it on last episode, our last Game of Thrones episode, we didn't uh, we didn't lead much credence to it. But um, it's it's popular now. And one thing I was telling Barrett, I told him this about two months ago, and we'll get into all the Vegas odds later. We'll go through those as well. This is a spectacular episode. Like this is going way over an hour. Um. Bran's the Vegas favorite to land on the Iron Throne in the end, which leads us to believe that does Vegas know more have, than they're telling? I have this, insider info. This bleeds insider info. It honestly does. I don't know why he's the betting favorite. I, 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 unless this theory holds substance, and even if it does, I don't understand it. I think, I think the fate of the Starks. Well, it's it's also like kind of counterintuitive because I said Sansa is going to survive when her dire wolf is actually dead. So maybe, yeah, maybe Sansa will die. I don't know. However, no, you know what? Sansa's gonna die. Yes, Sansa's gonna fucking die. Sansa's dead. Like this is facts. She's dead. Her dire wolf's dead. She's dead. In. In the episode where, like, the Hodor episode where they have to run, Bran's dire wolf essentially sacrifices himself. Mm -hmm. And then Bran's dire wolf is named Summer. There's a lot of, like... There's a lot of interesting shit to be said about the Starks and their dire wolf's names. Like, Grey Wind, for instance, is, like, Rob Starks, and Grey Wind is actually meaning, like, something very powerful that fizzes out, which is exactly what happened to Rob. When you look at John, his direwolf is named Ghost. What did John become? Like he died and now he's back alive. Some yeah. would consider that a ghost. So I think Bran is going to sacrifice himself and bring Summer. Question here: If Bran Stark is the Night King and the Night King survives, who gets the point? See the thing. I don't is, think I don't think Bran Stark gets the point. I don't think. <laughs> did this is did, not. didn't you see the episode or the video clip I shared you with you the other day about? It was like. The actor that plays Bran and the actor that plays um, Varys are sitting there and they read, is Bran the Night King? And Bran said, this is the stupidest theory I've ever heard. And yeah, then, but that ble- that also bleeds misdirection. It, it, it could. It, it could, of course. It could, of course. But I don't know. Maybe. I hope it's not. I would be. I can't lie. I'd be a little disappointed. Yeah. That would be a cop-out. It, I, I, get, I get the basis of the theory, how there's been a million brands. I just don't see this one. He is important, though. That's hence why I think he survives. Because there is a reason he survived that fall. There's a reason he became the Three Eye Raven. There's a reason he may have just become the most important Stark ever. And think, that's why I think he survives. I think that reason potentially could be because you know how Bran has the ability to warg into people, mm-hmm. like hence Hodor. We're gonna then, get into that. Then later. maybe he's he's somehow trying to prepare to warg into the Night King. And then that's going to enable John to give John the opportunity to kill him, like fully kill him. Huh. So like all this shit's gonna happen. Jamie's gonna bear and the he'll light have to kill and shit. His brother. And then while that's happening, Bran is going to war again to the Night King or something like that. And then that's when John's gonna be able to kill him. I don't know. That would be insane. I'm saying Bran's alive. You're saying dead? Final answer. Yep. I think okay. he's gonna sacrifice himself to bring Summer. I really do. Okay, Cersei Lannister. I think this one is a lock, right? Dead. Are you saying not White Walker? Like, it's either between dead or White Walker, right? I think she's dead yeah, as fuck. I think she's dead, too. 
next, uh, I, I don't think we need to add much credence to that. We'll, we'll get into it later, for sure. Because we have other betting odds. We're betting the Thrones, for sure. Um, Jamie Lannister. This is where, how, how invested are you in this theory? I think he's dead. Yeah, I think he's dead. And I'm honestly, I'm, I'm going to cry when he's dead. Yeah. Tyrion. God, fuck, man. It would be sad to see Tyrion die, but I'm going dead too. So far, I have only one survivor, Bran Stark. Part of me, I hope we get some shit in the end where they say, maybe Bran finds out some information that he's actually not a Lannister. I, I really hope that that's the case. Remember, we had that as a popular theory last year, too. Or two, before the other season. I, I, I really hope, like... Because you gotta think, they might have some other fucking slips right under their sleeve that they're just gonna pull out and be like, oh, there's that fun little fact. Yeah. Are you saying alive or dead? Fuck, man! <laughs> it would be sad to lose Tyrion. It's, it would be a heartbreaking loss. It's gonna be fucking heartbreaking. What do you think, while you're thinking about it, what do you think that look Tyrion gave to Dan and Johnny? Well, not to him, but indirectly to the room when Jon Snow got in. What does that, what does that mean? You also gotta think, like... How do the Starks... Most of, like, the Starks and people of the North view the Targaryens. Yeah. Because you gotta think, like, the North remembers and everything. The Mad King, literally, Danny's father contributed to the deaths of Ned's dad and his uncle. Yeah. You know, and then here John is sleeping with her. Like, literally sleeping with her. And as we've her. seen in the teaser for season eight, there's tension there. Yeah. For sure. The Sansa, the look Sansa gives Daenerys is not one of, like, welcoming the Winterfell. That's, I know what you did. Like, I won't forget. And that's, and that's it. I don't know. Tyrion, if you had to bet your life on it. Fuck, man. Fuck. I'm just gonna say, against all odds, he'll survive. I hope he does. I really hope so, too. And if it came down to who's the smartest of them all, he wins by a mile. Yeah. He does. We've said this too. If Game of Thrones, if he was a normal sized human, a compatible or a capable warrior, he would be the most overpowered character in the show. Way more than Daenerys, even with the dragons. I'm saying he dies though. I agree. Okay. Or, I mean, uh, I think he's going to live. Okay. So we're still pretty different. We're going. That's good for content's sake. Daenerys Targaryen. Dead as fuck. Dead. 100%. No way she survives. Someone the other day was telling me, yeah, man, her her and John both, dude, they're both going to survive. Gonna There's no way. They're going to get married and shit. No fucking... Have you been paying attention? Have you been watching the fucking show? <laughs> it, it is interesting how they will treat this um, incestual relationship, though, because She's gonna I don't think it's going to stop, Dan, and I don't think it will be the breakup of them. I truly don't. Yeah, well... It's also, you gotta think... Danny's jo- family's been doing it forever. Yeah, the Targaryens seriously have been to keep bloodlines pure. While also, John isn't completely incestuous. No. He's a Targaryen and a Stark. Yeah. It's, it's like a half. It doesn't count. It's only yeah, half. It's-, it's like sleeping with your stepsister. It's only half. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Danny's dead. Yeah, I think I think she's totally dead. No way, she's gonna blow her three dragon lead, and that's gonna be it. <laughs> it's true. Three to one. Yeah. Okay, Yara. This one's difficult. I think she's gonna die. I think so too. Uh okay. Yeah, I'll say Yara dies. Let's go on to Theon now. 
Like, do you, do you really think... I don't even know if Yara will get out of Euron's control. I think what's going to happen is Theon is going to approach Euron, and then he's going to kill, kill right Yara, and that's going to, like, set Theon. Theon off. I think so, too. Do you think Theon has what it takes to kill Euron, though? Yeah. You, Reek? Yeah, Reek has, Reek has no balls. What does he have to lose now besides his life? That guy could fight with anything. Do you remember when he threw that bitch off the side in Winterfell? Yeah, dude. He's he's a good warrior. They've been saying this since season one. If he can tap into that. I, hence so, and that will lead us into our next Greyjoy, Theon. I think he survives. It's, and it's, it's, it's the, typical Game of Thrones. The Game of Thrones too. isn't fair. That's why. That's why I think he'll survive. It's just like that, just like that worm mentality. Mm. He's gonna... All the cockroaches survive, dude. All the cockroaches survive. <laughs> All right, Melisandre. This is this is a given, right? Yeah. She's dead. She even said she was going to die in Westeros. Yeah. Jorah Mormont. I think he is a prime, a prime, prime, prime person to die in the Battle of Winterfell. And that will heartbreak Danny, but also in Ignite her Fuse. Yeah, I think that he's he's dead as fuck. He'll, he's he's going to sacrifice himself to save Danny. I bet you. I think so, too. That That's his arc. He's dead. I don't think he becomes a White Walker. Okay, the Hound. This obviously will maybe lead us into the Clegane Bowl, which has been teased for like four so, seasons. Essentially, he would have to survive the Battle, battle of Winterfell. Yeah. That's kind of what we're assuming. Unless the... Because, yeah. I think, I think the Hound dies, too. The Hound, I think, might be the best bet to die. Not in the Clegane Bowl, but win the Clegane Bowl and then still die. I got, I have him dying. I'll say he lives. Okay, the Mountain next. Dead as fuck. I'm, I'm actually going different. I think he's becoming a White Walker. He's already a zombie. This could easily happen. Really? Yeah. You think? I think so. What if he gets cut in half by fucking... The Hound or Arya or some shit. He's not. You know how I think he's going to die? By fire. Just like the Hound should have. That's what I... I think the Hound is going to fight him. It's going to be a crazy, fiery battle. And he's going to put him in the flames. But then he's going to come back as a White Walker. Even though flaming people apparently is the only way to save him. Okay, actually, yeah. If you burn people, apparently they can't become White Walkers. So I'm going to say he actually just dies. Dead as fuck. Yeah. You're you're being an optimist with how many people you have surviving. I am. I have two, Bran and. And I have five people surviving, and that's an optimist. Yeah. Uh, Samuel Tarley. That that I think might be a lock to live. You. Yep. What do you think? How how would you feel if we see everything? You know, like say my theory is correct, and. Jamie blows up the red keep and all that shit. John survives. Who who we we see it all. Like we literally saw it all. And then afterwards there's just a next clip where Sam is just reading to a couple kids. Like that's the song of ice and fire. S- Sam's gotta be the George R. R. Martin counterpart in this story. And, and I think and, that's And that's what George has said a couple times yeah. too. It just makes too much sense. If all theories like about I, like we said, anything is possible in Game of Thrones, but this one holds a lot of weight, I think, that Sam will survive. Sam might be the reason, like like we said, his arc is insane. He went from coward, pussy, complete, complete almost utter waste of skin with the Night's Watch, to being one of the most important characters on the show. Oh yeah, definitely. He's insanely important, and he's so overlooked. Just like how I kind of feel about the same as Bran. 
But I think that that wizard comment where Sam says, I've always wanted to be a wizard. I think that's going to come back to fruition, dude. And I really think he's going to play a major role. Him and Bran Ball. It would be... That's why I think Bran might survive. If you're hearing those extra sounds, it's because we're boozing on the pod, as usual. Gin juice. Laid back. Okay, Gilly. Uh, I think she survives with him. Yeah, she survives as well, of course. They're going to get out. Come on, this is safe bets. Yep, Gilly. Easy money. Sam and Gilly are both going to survive. Baby the Sam, child? dead as fuck. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Becomes White Walker. White Walker. Yeah. Hey, we have seen a baby turn into a White Walker on this show. It's not unprecedented. That's true. Um, Lord Varys, dead. Yep, dead. The, well, that's foreshadowed already. Uh, yeah, he might go Alessandra. episode one. If there was a bet to go in episode one, it could be him. For I sure. agree. Um, totally. Brienne of Tarth. Ooh, that's a tricky one. She's been a good character. I don't know if she'll become a White Walker, but it would be fucking insane if she did. I'm going to say Brienne survives, actually. One of the things I've been looking forward to for years now, too. um, I cannot wait to see her cut down some fucking White Walkers. Because she has that Valyrian steel sword and everything. I think... We're going to see, like, some crazy shit with her. Do you think the throne gets destroyed since it's all Valyrian steel? And they use that as weapons? What if the throne is one of the only things left standing and no one else is there? What if the guy sits on the throne, but since it's Valyrian steel, he He just just explodes? (laughs) I've heard that theory. (laughs) Um, Okay, Davos Seaworth. A fan favorite. I think Brienne will survive. You think you? Oh, Brienne? Okay. I, I think so, too. I have her surviving. A Davos Seaworth. There was some theory that he is actually supposed to be the Azor High, but... I don't think so. Dead. Dead in the Battle of Winterfell. I think we lose Davos and also Jorah Mormont in the same battle. Those are two fan favorites they can kill off without losing any steam going into the finale. And you also gotta think, Davos lost his son and everything, too. Man, Davos is one of my favorite characters. Like, I will be heartbroken when he dies. Heartbroken. I didn't like him so much at first. Because he supported, um, what's his name? The other, uh... Yeah, Stannis Baratheon. I just, I don't know. I just didn't like him at first, but the more I watched, and re-watching it again, he's just... He's so genuine. He's so selfless, too. He is. Uh, okay, so I'm saying dead. You? Dead. Yeah. Okay, Braun. Braun needs his castle that he's been promised. <laughs> I think he survives. That will be the feel-good story, I think, is that Braun will get his castle in the end. What are you okay, going? Yeah. Are you, did I convince you? Yeah. <laughs> I can I can see it happening. Next we got Podrick Payne. Podrick. I can't see uh, Podrick die. That'd be similar to like fucking that's almost like a Hodor. Yeah. Yeah, he's dead. You think he's dead? Yeah. They killed off Hodor, they'll kill off Podrick, no, no question. <laughs> okay, Torment. Uh, and you, you know You know where this is going. You know we gotta we know we gotta enter our third column here. Hundred percent. Hundred percent that's gonna happen. And also Going into the next person to Grey Worm, White Walker. You can you can, you know it's going that direction. You just know it. Like I would be shocked if they don't become White Walkers. Tormund has become has came so close to death too. <laughs> like twice. It's yeah. gonna have to be John's there will be a Jon Snow Tormund White Walker fight scene. I guarantee it. Guarantee ah! it. <laughs> no! No! 
Oh, oh. Sh- shout out Ed Sheeran on the show right now. Oh, yeah. One of the weirdest cameos in Game of Thrones history. What a good one. So unexpected. <laughs> and he sings. <laughs> like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Dude, yeah. he's fucking dead, both of them. Grey Worm and Tormund. You know it. All right, Gendry, an important one. I think, since I'm choosing Arya to live, I think Gendry has to live as well. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Okay, Beric. Dondarrion. Dead? Dead as fuck. Yeah, for sure. Not White Walker? Unfortunately, he's dead as fuck. Okay, you're on Greyjoy. Our last one on the list. Dead as fuck. I think White Walker. You? You think he's gonna be, I think he's just gonna die. Look at his smug-ass personality, and he's already seen a White Walker. It's gonna see... I think it's your own. Okay, so there we have it. We filled out our list of significant characters. We're moving on to the bonus questions. Is Daenerys pregnant? I don't know if I can spell yes in more capital fucking letters than this. You think she is? Yeah, for sure. You think they only slept with each other once on that shit? No way. And Jon Snow's probably potent AF. Like, if he's the king that's promised, he definitely has king that's promised sperm, too. Yeah, you know, you're probably right. And then that's just going to lead to more conflict, too. That's going to lead to... People are going to be pissed because she's going to be pregnant. And then yeah. people are going to be like, You're a treasonous fuck, Jon Snow. da da Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what if... What if... Something crazy, completely unexpected happens. What if Daenerys is killed by her own people? Or something... Or killed by people of the North or something? That would be... Fucking insane, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Too much invested in her to give her a death like that. She's getting a noble death regardless if she dies. And by noble death, she's gonna be ripped apart by a pack of white walkers, <laughs> and that's gonna be it. And then torched by her own dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, who kills the Night King? Who do you got? Uh, I think it's gonna be Jon Snow. If anyone kills the Night King, it's probably gonna be Jon. Yo, you don't, so you don't think you, we have different opinions? I'm going with the Kingslayer himself. So you think Jamie is going to be the one? Ja- I think, okay, this is my theory. I think Jamie will either kill the Night King or that Night King's highest guy. You know who I'm talking about? Like, the, not the Night King himself, but the guy with the longer hair. Yeah, I think a, he's going to kill him the exact same way. He ca- I think Jon Snow is going to be on the brink of death and right through the back. Jamie Lannister. You think so? Yeah. You think he's going to be out on the field battling with all of them? Like, we could only hope. Fuck yeah, let's go. I don't think Jamie Lannister survives, but he could at least do that. Yeah, I don't know. It kind of goes against the Zora High theory. It's like... Are you taking Jon Snow? Yeah, I think Jon's going to kill him. Just because it's... It's totally between them. They've been looking at each other. Remember when they're surrounded by all the whites and the pond and that entire lake area where Daenerys has to come save them and he's just looking at the Night King up on that hill yeah and he also had the same theory or you also saw him like that in Hardhome as well Mm mhm uh yeah Jon Snow's the favorite he's gotta be but I'm going Jamie. I think it's just like let's go different it's just one of those things where it's been shown so much to us that's what I mean it's It's been teased the battle's been teased so much that I think it's bound to happen between them. And that's what I think will happen, is it will be an insane fight between Jon Snow and the and the fucking Night King. Like, one of our best battle scenes we've seen. Just side to side. And then I think Jon Snow, maybe even by someone else, is going to get disadvantaged. Like, 
taken out a leg or something like that. And that's all Jamie, where Jamie Lannister will just deliver it. Wow, that's crazy. I don't know, I just can't see Jamie really down there fighting when he's not the best fighter anymore, unfortunately. It'll be sick. It'll be fucking scary. Okay. I'll so be on the edge of my seat the entire yeah. time. Okay, who holds the Iron Throne in the end? This is worth four points, so we gotta make it good. Oh, shit. I'm going, can I go like, I'm essentially going push. I'm, th- I'm saying Throne Destroyed. So I'm taking no one, I guess. You think, dude, all the foreshadowing of season seven and six has been like, the throne doesn't fucking matter. Like, that's not the fight you should be worried about. I think if I have John, John surviving and Daenerys dying. But if the red keeps entirely destroyed, like he's going to be the one standing in the end. I'll say John, mm-hmm. just because I'm kind of invested in that area. You're you are eternal optimist, bro. This this it would be nice though. John Snow survival. It's tough. I'm not necessarily sure it's gonna happen. I don't. I don't know. I don't know who's gonna end up on the iron. <laughs> but I think if I have him surviving, who else? Who else is it gonna be? Yeah. Okay, so we've also printed off, and we'll share this also on our social media. All the Vegas odds from Odd Shark. On what's going to happen. So we're going to bet the thrones. It only seems right. We're gambling men. We're gambling folk. We bet on sports often. Me probably more often than you. You're running a hot streak still of hitting the NFL semifinal playoffs. Picked up a couple bucks in the yeah. process. Made all right for myself. Yeah. Okay. So let's go. We're looking at the same thing. We'll just run it in order. We don't have to do a deep analysis. We'll see if you'll be making money or take the favorite. Um... Which Lannister will die first, Cersei, Jaime, or Tyrion? Cersei, the favorite at under one one five, or sorry, one hundred fifteen. So a bet of a hundred dollars, or a bet of one hundred fifteen dollars would pay you out a hundred. And then these ones are all, if it's plus one sixty, a bet of a hundred would pay you out plus one sixty, and a bet of a hundred would pay you out plus two fifty. Dying first. That's of those three. It's I'm saying Cersei. Yeah, you know, I know I chose Jane or I know I chose Tyrion to survive. But I feel like at the same time that's totally Game of Thrones too to kill someone that we love so much, Tyrion. Early. And then once that then there's just like the other two fucking Lannisters left. Ah, <sighs> this is hard shit. You got, it's got to be Cersei, dude. I think I think we got to be agree on that. So, Cersei, we took the favorite. Sorry. Sorry, guys. No huge bets here. Which Stark will die first? So, Arya, obviously the Vegas favorite to die first. Bran follows, and then Sansa. Sansa, they think, is going to be the last one standing. I hate you, Sansa. Yeah, see ya. I'm saying the same thing. We could make money, dude, on that bet. Alright, let's move on. Will Daenerys Targaryen survive the final season? We've kind of spoiled this one. No. Absolutely not. Look at that. Exactly the same... Odds. 50-50. Yeah, 50-50 odds. When will Cersei Lannister perish? So if you think she's dying in the first two episodes, you can make a ton of fucking money. A $100 bet would pay you out 3300 bucks. But there's like... N- there's no there's way. There's no way. <laughs> That's stealing. If, if everyone's in Winterfell right now, what is she going to do? Just kill herself? Insane. So... First, if we're going in favorites, we got episode 5 or 6 is the most likely to happen. The next most likely to happen is episode 3 or 4. 
The next most likely is she does not perish, which I don't see. They think Vegas thinks there's a better chance she doesn't die than she dies in the first two episodes. So this leads more credence to me that she that Vegas might know something, and I don't think she dies in the first two episodes. I'm going up. I'm, I'll go three or four. I'll say she may... Oh, no, wait. She I'm said go- King's Landing, so she's got to go in five or six. I'd I'm hate gonna, to I'm take gonna, the favorite. I'm going to pick the favorite, too. Yeah. I hate to pick it, but I got to. Will Tyrion survive the final season? He's the smartest... Well, we've, we've already revealed this. I said no, I think, right? He's the smartest... He's the smartest mofo. So look at that. Yes will... Yes is the underdog. They, Vegas thinks he's going to die. I feel like that's totally a Game of Thrones. Like, it, it won't surprise me at all. It'll break my heart if Tyrion dies. Yeah. But it won't surprise me. Yeah. Who will kill Cersei Lannister? So, Arya and Jamie. So, any bet on this will pay you out. There's no favorite. But Arya and Jamie are the top underdogs. Both tied equally. I wonder what it would pay out if Arya Stark kills Cersei as Jaime Lannister. For those of you who don't know, Arya has a list of 13 people. She's ki- Seven of them are dead, but she's only killed three of them, I believe. Something like that, So yeah. she's, not, she's not batting a high percentage yet. She hasn't. I'm saying... A lot of people think she's going to kill Cersei, though, but I don't see it. Arya as Jaime or just as Arya? A lot of people just think she'll, she'll be the one that kills wow. her. The big payoff here Kyber. is Kyburn would pay you out a thousand bucks. I don't see that. That'd be sick, though. I feel like Kyburn's too loyal to her. Yeah, hundred percent. Give me a, give me a Arya Stark as Jamie Lannister. I'll t- uh, no, because that will go against my Jamie prediction. Give me Jamie. Fuck it. One fifty. Yeah, I'm gonna say Jamie as well, just because of the prophecy and everything. Yeah. So far, we're betting pretty similar, I think, yeah? Maybe only, almost 100%. What did you get? I have Cersei dying first, Sansa dying first, Daenerys Targaryen not surviving the final season, Cersei Lannister dying in episode 5 or 6, Tyrion not surviving the final season, and Jaime Lannister killing Cersei. I have Tyrion surviving. And that's the only difference? Yep. Yeah. So far, pretty good. Next page. Who will perish first, Tormund or Brienne? Oh, fuck. It depends what you... uh classify as perish because like we said i think Tormund becomes a white walker so if it means his human form dies i gotta go Tormund because i, I like, think brianne survives so i, I feel like we've already seen Tormund come so close to death so many times and we haven't seen brianne come to death come close to death that many times like we had the incident where she was almost killed by the fucking bear and yeah. shit but Okay, the biggest question going into season throw, Game of Thrones, season 8. Who will perish first, Gilly or Hot Pie? I, fucking, I think neither of them died. I, so I picked Hot Pie to win! <laughs> Come on, Hot Pie. I'm t- okay, I'm not, I'm not betting this because I don't think either will die. Yeah, no, I don't okay, think either will die. Okay, so I'm, I'm going no. Okay, who will perish first, Gregor Clegane or Sander Clegane? Just to make sure, Gregor is the the mountain. I believe so. Okay, yeah, then I'm going the mountain. Or the, yeah, the mountain. Yeah, yeah. Sandor's the hound for sure. Big, big. We're betting that. Okay, so that's minus four eighty. So you'd have to bet four hundred eighty bucks to win a hundred. I truthfully, I wouldn't take that bet, but I think no, Gregor no. Clegane will. Survive. No fucking way. 
Who will perish first, Jamie or Tyrion? Jamie with another huge, huge favorite of dying first. Yeah, I think it's right. I don't want to bet it, but I, th- I think Jamie too. I wouldn't bet. Th- I wouldn't put my life on it. Okay, John. Who will die first, Jon Snow or Bran Stark? Vegas is going with Jon Snow dying first. Tough, tough. I obviously I have Jon Snow dying and Bran Stark surviving, as we previously discussed. So I got to go Bran Stark. Are you going Jon Snow? Oh, you have, have Bran so Stark. So I, I think I think I'm gonna have Bran dying. Because it's who's going to perish first. Oh, yeah. I have it wrong. Uh, yeah, I have it wrong. Sorry. Jon Snow. Who will perish first? Arya or, San, or Sansa? I would like Sansa. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Sansa. I'm going to say Sansa too. Sansa dying would be nice for Arya because she would... I want to see Arya fight with fucking some, something. Um, who will perish first? Cersei or Daenerys? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Would you, would you take the underdog of Daenerys, plus 150? I don't think that happens. Cersei's getting killed by, by Jaime. Minus 200. Give me Cersei. I hate hitting the favorite every time, but minus the Sansa I'll one. go Daenerys. is going to die first. Wow. Bold, but it could happen. Which Greyjoy will die first? Euron, Theon, Euron, Theon or Yara? Yara. Give me Yara. That's a big payoff, too. Plus 450. We're taking the major underdog here. So Theon is uh, plus 130 odds, and Euron is minus 150. Euron, the clear favorite to die first, not going to happen. He's going to kill Yara. I think we're in agreement of that. So if Yara dies first, 100 bucks gives you 450. Plus 450, so you'd be, making, you'd be getting a total of 550. <laughs> Dude, why don't we put our bet in already? <laughs> Holy shit. Who will perish first, Melisandre or Varys? Exactly the same odds. Probably together. So I don't want to bet them. I think they die together. Maybe who actually gets killed first? I think it's going to be Melisandre. I think so too. Yeah. Varys too smart. For sure. But Varys will die. For sure. There's a lot of death. <laughs> deaths in here, eh? Okay. How many people will Arya kill in the final season? Oh my god. Over three and a half. So you think she'll kill four people? She's going to fuck some people up. I wonder if this counts White Walkers or not. Yeah. I doubt it. I don't think it does. I think it counts people, people. I'm going to say no. Four is a ton, not including White Walkers. That is. Considering her list only has... But her list does have six people left. But who... Like, you got to think the Cleganes are going to kill... That's one off already. Like, sent. And I don't think she's going to kill the Hound in the end. I don't think she'll kill the Hound Mm -hmm. at all, even though he was on her list. Let's bang the under, then. Let's, (laughs) Let's run the under, for sure. Will the Night King survive this season? Obviously, if I'm going with my theory, nobody survives. I'm saying no. But I do think he'll outlast most people. He'll be one of the last That being said, we've already kind of spoiled this one. Will Jon Snow survive the final season? Exactly equal odds? No. I say no. I'll say yes. Just okay. because it's my bat. Which dragon will be, distor- will be destroyed next? Drogon is her favorite one that she always rides, right? Yeah. And then Undead... Viserion is the ice one. Yeah. And then Rhaegal is going to be Jon Snow's. Yeah, apparently. Give me Drogon to die. Her favorite next. I think Undead and Drogon are going to go head-to-head and take each other out. That way Rhaegal will be the last surviving dragon. Give me Drogon. Big payout. 500 bucks. And Jon will be riding it. She won't be able to. And she'll get pissed off. And she'll kill Jon because she's jealous. 
This scene is sick in Game of Thrones, by the way. When she lands Comes on the Comes back beach. to her home down. Yeah. All right. Where she was born, I think. Amelia Clark appreciation moment. Did you see that article that she survived brain aneurysms and shit after yeah, the first season? Yeah, like, like what the hell? Okay, um, okay, we're into birth pools now. So our death pools were pretty different, I think, for the most part. I would, I don't know, we can't do the quick calculation of how much money we're going to make, but let's move on. Will Cersei give birth during the final season? No. Is there a chance she dies during birth, meaning that Jamie did indeed kill her indirectly? <laughs> now, that's, now that's a theory. I'm going to say she does not. Are you no. too? Yeah. Yeah, there's no way. But Will Daenerys the, the give birth? Will Daenerys give birth? I'm saying yes. A huge favorite, or a huge underdog to give birth, but I say yes. No, I think she's going to die. I think that is a good bet. If no one destroys the throne, I think that's a good bet. The unborn baby. Will Gendry be confirmed as the son of Cersei Lannister? Remember what I was Go telling into your you? theory. Well, okay, so if it's true, it pays off a lot. You'd have to bet a. You'd have to bet eight hundred and fifty dollars to win only a hundred. If you think, no. I don't even want to bet this one, but I'm gonna say no. I gotta go with the favorite. Sure. I'll that go. would be insane. I'm gonna go with the underdog. Yeah. Oh, you're saying yes? Yeah. Just oh wow. It's crazy. Yeah. All right, Brand Night King props. Let's move on. Okay, what will Brand warg into next? Uh, in order of. Uh, favorite to underdog. Raven and Wolf are tied at the top. Human is the third choice. Dragon is the fourth choice. And Other is 500. Okay, so what does this mean by what he's going to warg into next? Like the next time we see Brandon in a warg yeah. position, whatever he is. Raven is a good bet. Yeah, I think it's going to be the Raven then. But I don't know. Couldn't you see a Wolf starting off the season? I'm, yeah, I'll say wolf. But, but the thing is, he lost his wolf, is the thing. But he doesn't have to go into his wolf. But I feel like, why would he go into a wolf if it wasn't his wolf? Because he doesn't have one. What other choices does he have? A wolf would be... A wolf is so much better on the battlefield than fucking Bran Stark. Couldn't you see Bran and Jon Snow fighting side by side with fucking Bran taking control of his of Ghost? That would be pretty sick. That would be crazy. I'm ta- I'm saying wolf. Ah uh, no, I'm, I'll say I'll stick with Raven. Mm-hmm. Will the Night King be confirmed as a Stark? I think. Wow, yes is the over fucking whelming favorite. This see, this is what's scary about Vegas is <laughs> yeah. that is in insane odds to say that it will be, it, like in fucking insane odds. I'm saying no. No is such a high payout, dude. <laughs> yeah. I would bet $5 on that right now. I bet $20 on that. There's no fucking way, dude. Will Tyrion ride a dragon? Oh, I want to see it. this shit happen We need so it. Bad. I'm saying yes. I want to see this shit happen so bad. I'm saying bad. yes. Just on hope alone. We need it. We need it so fucking bad. Will Tyrion be proven to have made a secret plot with Cersei? If this does it, I hope Tyrion bites the most fucking gruesome death ever, and I will lose all respect for Tyrion if he plotted with Cersei, so I'm saying no. But look at like, yes is the favorite. I feel like they absolutely hated each other from the beginning. So how is yes the favorite? That's what's scary about Vegas, dude. Why, how are they coming up with this number? What the fuck is up, Vegas? <laughs> Odd shark. Okay, we're on to our final stretch of one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six. Wow. Will Arya wear Littlefinger's face? Yup. Yes. If, if, if we see him again... I'm she killed like him it. the way to take him his face. That's the way you gotta do it. 
Yeah, she ripped out his jugular. <laughs> Which episode will Ghost be seen again? One to two, hundred percent. Yeah, without I'm a betting doubt. that for sure. Without a doubt. Well, who will Arya kill first from her list in the final season? Cersei, Melisandre, the Hound, Illyn Payne, Beric, or the Mountain? Not the Mountain, not Beric. I'm saying Illyn Payne. Not the Hound either. Who's Illyn Payne? Isn't Illyn Payne already dead? A quick Google search will give us our answer. Wasn't Ellen Payne the one that was like one of the knight's guards? King's guards? And he was fucked up? I'm gonna see. He's, no, he's alive. Who is Ellen Payne? Who the fuck is this guy? Game of Thrones wiki, help us out. Uh, okay, he's this guy. He was last seen in Blackwater. Is the mute knight in of the I, King's Justice, the royal executioner to Robert Baratheon and his successor. He, execu- he executed Eddard Stark for treason. Dude, that just makes sense. I'm taking Ellen Payne, for sure. That would be full circle. Yeah, or Melisandre, just because of the shit she did with Gendry. Varys and Melisandre are dying together, and I don't see Arya killing Varys. Okay, who will Melisandre, or a red priestess, last claim to be Azor High, the prince that was promised? What if... Notice how Jamie isn't on there. Yeah, because I don't think she'll claim him to be if he is it. Like, I think she'll be wrong, is why. Yeah, so that, that's what I was just gonna say, is what if this entire time everyone she's claimed to be it is actually not it? Well, she's been wrong so many times. Yeah, then what, then what if, like, that's what I'm saying, that what if she's wrong about even John being it? You know she, what I She mean? probably will be. <laughs> I'm not betting it. Because I'll i go with your theory, dude. Fuck it. I shall say Jon Snow. I'll go different than you. She'll say, she'll say it's Jon Snow. So she'll last claim it to be Jon Snow, you think? Yeah, I think so. When will the Clegane Bowl take place? Episodes five through six, if, mm, if my theory is I, I think one to four. I'll go different. Exactly equal odds. That's this is a gamble. <laughs> I think. It will, look at how much more I have to cover. Episode one to four. You only have two episodes. I have four. I'm giving you episodes one to four. Who will win the Clegane Bowl? The the both die or destroyed is an interesting one. Could they both die in fire? Because I I think Gregor Clegane is going to die in fire. But I feel like shouldn't shouldn't the Hound have like some sort of moment where he he comes back from his fears almost in a way because like he's well he needs to face his fears yeah because we've seen in Blackwater when he got afraid of the fucking guy that was charging at him on fire we saw him when he was getting ready to fight Barrack and his fucking sword kit on fire too but I feel like you know you want to know my theory what's gonna happen if I could predict the clean bowl as best I could. Sandor is going to kill Gregor, as I've already said, with fire. But Sandor is going to be so wounded, almost dead wounded, that Arya Stark will put him out of his misery and kill him. You think so? Yeah. So I'm saying, I'm saying Sandor will win the Clegane Bowl. And then shortly after, die by Arya Stark. I'm just going to say he's going to win. Doesn't it? It just makes too much sense with the time that Arya and Gregor have spent together that Arya won't kill him, in my opinion. I just feel like, would she even want to kill him? That's why she'll have to, dude. 
She'll have to if he's mortally wounded and in a ton of pain. And he's on the list, yeah. Who will Quaith be, will Quaith be shown again in the final season? Do you need me to search this up? Because I have no fucking idea who that is. I think Quaith was that place where they said Daenerys was, like, actually gonna go to if... It says... When, when she realizes she's not... The life of ruling isn't for her. I think that's what it, it says. It says, Quaith, also known as the Quaith of the Shadow, is a shadow binder from Maasai. She is portrayed by Laura Prettles. I guess the girl with, like, the thing on her face, Yeah, right? it is. Quaith is a woman who wears the red liqueur wooden mask. A vision of Daenerys Targaryen depicts it as dark red. Quaith's eyes are visible behind the mask, wet and shiny. I'll say yes, she appears. Why the fuck not? I'll yellow it with the underdog. I think she'll probably be seen in some vision as Daenerys dies, maybe. She'll, she'll be seen. So with that, that concludes our prop bets. We ran through those. But I feel like we've covered everything into the final season. I'm more prepared than I've ever been for this season. It's going to be the most insane six weeks, seven weeks of my life, for sure. It'll I'll be, be fucking crazy. I'll be paying close attention to the... I'll be following along, obviously, live, and I'll also be reading every single analysis I can get my hands on in the meantime. I get the jitters, dude, when I think about it. It's like a kid. Like, I'm I'm ready, man. I just can't believe it's finally here. I'm I'm one of the sport, biggest sports fans that I know personally, and I have to say I've been more excited for this Game of Thrones finale than I've been for any other sporting event in the past two years. There's there's nothing else I'd rather see The right build-up for this is going to be so insane. We're two days away in 48 hours, we'll be literally counting down the minutes until the Game of Thrones finale comes back. So, Barrett, thank you for being on, Thanks as again always. Thanks for having me, dude. It was a great conversation. Yeah, that, this was, I think this is truly, this is kicking season three off of the den with a huge bang. Uh, I'm not sure when Kian will be back. Hopefully soon. I'm sure he wants to get his takes out about something. He doesn't watch Game of Thrones like a fucking loser. <laughs> but that's all right thank you guys all for listening this was a blast shout out jaron for being on our last episode i bet you he'll be pissed he's not on this one but you get when you don't live in canada give him good shit to listen we'll get his takes for sure for maybe a next episode hopefully we can talk game of thrones again sometime soon i just can't believe that by the time summer rolls around this shit will be all be over all this conversation will be for nothing because the because it'll be concrete forever yeah. Um, shout out Tyrion. Shout out Jon Snow. I hope they survive. I don't think they will. Yeah. You? All right. Well, thanks. Hope, hope Jamie's the one. All I can say. It would be an insane theory, but I'm really hopeful. Thank you guys for listening. As always, welcome back to season three. A ton of new content. And without further ado, Charlie, take us out.